Busey Wealth Management, we're proud to partner with individuals, families, and foundations, ensuring possibilities become achievements. From preserving and enhancing your assets to securing your legacy for future generations, we're focused on your success. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth. Since 1868, member FDIC. Good morning. Today is Friday, November 4th. It is seven minutes after nine with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And let's get right into it with the latest 538 poll. This poll, Rob, says that the Senate is currently a toss up and the party that wins two of the three closest states will likely win control of the Senate. They'll have the majority. And they are saying that Nevada and Georgia most likely will go to Republicans. However, They're not determining what's going to happen in Pennsylvania. And later in the show, we're going to talk about how we've seen another poll that states that Oz is now beating Fetterman. Yeah, so what 538 does is it is sort of a compilation of all the polls, and then they list odds based on what will happen so it's like you will see this in sports it's a simulator like you run it through x amount of times and based on the information that's entered in this is the most likely result Mm -hmm. if you're a person who enjoys betting on sporting events you may use that accordingly whatever of course it doesn't mean it's going to happen it just means from a computer model standpoint here are the most likely results and these guys at 538 just a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. were like it was like 71 percent democratic right and this is why we have told you for months now do not pay attention to any polling in august and september for anything other than fun because until you get to the end it is mostly about voter manipulation and, th- and then at the end they try to get it right because that's what everybody will go off going forward well so and so was the most likely and now, according to 538, who just a couple weeks ago said 71% chance mm-hmm. that the Democrats keep the Senate, it is now the most likely result is that the Republicans will hold 51 seats. They now have somewhat, they do them based on dots, and there's enough dots in the one that have Republicans at 53 that that's even a plausible outcome which the point of all this is that it's utterly ridiculous that just two two or three weeks ago you had it as 71 percent chance for the democrats because they never had a 71 percent chance of the democrats the republicans were always the favorites to pick up the senate not because of anything they've done but because the democrats are so uh, if i might steal a word from hillary clinton deplorable why is it that that happens that early on it always seems like the democrats trend and then when it comes closer to the election or the midterm, the Republicans have this final push. I mean, it happened with Trump when he won the presidential election. It was Hillary's winning. She's breaking the glass ceiling. And then surprise, surprise to many people, he ended up winning. I think there's a couple things at play. One, there's a whole bunch of people who don't want to say their opinion Mm -hmm. publicly. So like, here's an interesting, interesting piece of information and it's totally anecdotal but like where i live in brownsburg there have been very long lines in order to vote Mm -hmm. now i didn't experience that when we went but i've been told by 
you know, multiple people now that there there have been long lines. And in other communities, there are long lines in these suburban communities. Let's face it. No one's uber fired up about voting for Secretary of State or U.S. Senate, right? I mean, there is something driving people to want to be out there to vote. And I think anecdotally, it is the school board races. Mm. And anecdotally, if you say it's a school board race, it's probably people who are frustrated with the uber liberalism that has been taking place in public schools across central Indiana. Those people aren't vocal on your townie chatter boards. They're not publicly expressing their opinions at their kids' soccer matches because they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to deal with the maniacs. And I think the same thing is true if you extrapolate that out to a national level. People don't want to tell a pollster what their opinion is. Mm-hmm. They don't want to say that I'm for the Republican because, or publicly, that they're for the Republican because they don't want to deal with it. But you better believe they're going to walk in there and press that mm-hmm. button. And so I think that's the biggest thing is it's hard. It's harder to find these people than you think. And so the polls, especially three, four, five months out, people are going, well, yeah, I'm I'm with the the Democrat. I'm I'm with this person or that person. When in reality, when they start actually thinking about it or going, do I really want, do I really want, you know, six more years? Because a senator is a six-year election. Mm-hmm. They don't want that. And they're ultimately going to vote for balanced government. This poll goes on to say that they believe Arizona and New Hampshire might go blue. However, the Senate races in North Carolina, Ohio, and Wisconsin are close and likely will result in Republican winners. Do you agree with that? Uh, I think, and I've said this for a while, it's going to be 52-48. However, now, the other uh, website, Real Clear Politics, says it'll be Mm 54-46. So, it depends on how the cookie crumbles in Georgia, uh, Pennsylvania, and New Hampshire looks like the most likely three where creative jelly bean counting might be able to still save a Democrat. Colorado is now a toss-up, which is super interesting. Arizona is a toss-up. I still think it's probably 52-48, which, again polling, for the most part, is about voter manipulation until you get to October. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and Joe Biden has issued a rallying cry for the preservation of democracy. He also issued a warning that America could face political violence as it heads towards next week's midterm elections. And the White House chief of staff had to cover for him yesterday morning regarding inflation because Biden completely ignored it in his union station speech. It's very interesting that he just completely blew off the top priority for Americans. Didn't mention it. Yeah, Ron Klein, Indiana's own Ron Klein. I believe he went to North Central High School. I think that's right. Uh, went out. I think this was on CNN yesterday. And he tried to say that Biden is focused on inflation. Let's play the audio and then we'll talk about why this is ridiculous. And to tackle the biggest problem we have in the economy right now, frankly, which is inflation and bringing down prices of everyday things uh, that that really hit uh, people hard. Uh, That's the number one problem right now. It's inflation. And that's the problem we're focused on. The problem is they haven't done anything. Not only have they not done anything about it, they don't talk about what needs to be done to stop it. There are simple excuses. Well, the Federal Reserve caused this problem. No, 
you caused this problem. And everyone knows you caused this problem. And there is nothing coming out of the Biden administration in regards to reining in federal spending that would tell anyone we're serious about this issue. You, you've talked about this before, you know, and it's the same thing you want from your business. If someone you do business with problem has been caused by business, business tells you we understand the problem you're experiencing. We accept responsibility for the problem you're experiencing. And here's how we're going to rectify it. With Biden, you get, we understand you're having a problem. Mm-hmm. We Th- feel you. Thank you. Have a nice day. Yeah. And people, people are saying, no, no, no. You, you gotta, you gotta do something about it. Mm-hmm. Which is again why, and and I don't, I don't know what the answer is other than you know third parties. But the Republicans are not going to fix this problem for you. There is nothing in the history of the Republican Party that tells you they have any plan to do anything related to federal spending. And until you get federal spending and the national debt under control. You're not going to fix this problem. So Biden's administration has said that the economy is strong and that they're creating jobs. But what Ron Klain just said almost sounds like a confession. If you listen to him, it just sounds like more repeated lies over and over again, that they've got nothing in the works. And they've even said that they have no meetings. They're not planning on talking about inflation within the White House. And by the way, uh, latest inflation says used cars, gasoline, hotels, car rental, sporting events, furniture, beef, bacon, fruit, bedroom furniture, tires, women's clothing, pork chops, motor oil, chicken, men's shirts, crackers, airline fares, all of these things are on the rise and have been rising for the past year. It is 60 minutes after nine with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And up next, we're going to see what is trending. It's 93 WIBC. At 921, let's talk about what's trending this morning. Oprah, she has endorsed John Fetterman. <laughs> Of course she did. And see, this is why when people talk about, wouldn't it be great if so-and-so runs for president, they don't run for president. We talked about this before. Right, right? famous people like Matthew McConaughey or uh, Oprah. Yeah, because you have now seen where Oprah's politics actually are. Oprah, if you support John Fetterman, even a coherent John Fetterman, a far-left radical lunatic, you're... That, that's where you are. Oprah would get destroyed if she got on a debate stage like, say, with a Ron DeSantis. And this right here is why. Because these people always act like they're above it, that they're better than it, that they want everybody to come together, that they want everybody to love each other. And then when they actually engage in the process, mm-hmm. she is now joined at the hip with a maniac. I don't think it's a surprise, though. I mean, we knew which way her politics were leaning. I, I get that. But, but, but there's a difference between leaning left, like say a Matthew McConaughey, mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey is not endorsing John Fetterman. It's one thing to say, and again, I'm trying to pick like who a Democrat you might, let, uh, okay, here's a good example, Joe Donnelly. Mm-hmm. Like if Oprah came out and said, I'm for Joe Donnelly, well, there's also then the wiggle room to be able to say, but I've also supported, and I'm just making up names here, uh, John McCain or, you know, these Susan Collins or whoever. Mm-hmm. So you can, because they're, they're basically the same person. John Fetterman is a a 
a far extreme compared to an them. incredibly dangerous human being. So this is why these people never actually run because they can't help themselves. And we now know who Oprah is. Yeah. Also trending this morning is Tropicana orange juice. They have released a mimosa maker. It features an orange juice spray bottle. This is very interesting. It looks like a regular Tropicana bottle of orange juice, but instead on top, it's got a sprayer that you just missed your orange juice into your champagne for your mimosas. If this is a thing in your life, you need to recheck your priorities. If you're saying, I need to mist my mimosa, (laughs) if that's the biggest issue you've got in front of you right now. Yeah. And also trending, Aldi, they have reset their Thanksgiving food prices. Their ingredients will go back to the prices from 2019. And they say starting today, they're going to cut their prices by 30%. We had a a story while you were gone. In fact, when Hammer was in. You talked about the cost of Thanksgiving dinner. Well, and how... uh, there's a whole bunch of people who are now replacing turkey with pizza. Oh. Like a pizza Thanksgiving because of fun. the cost of the turkey. Now, yeah. Hammer wasn't ha- having it. Yeah. I'm not completely a no on that. I mean, if the premise of the day is for people to be together and enjoy each other's company. And give thanks. Yes. Yeah. What does it matter what you're eating? Exactly. I'm not necessarily out on that. Yeah. Uh, but Hammer was not having any of it. I love turkey. I, I love Thanksgiving. You, lo- you love the nap that it comes with the turkey, or you love <laughs> the, the turkey itself? Yeah. I, I love the turkey itself. In fact, I'm one of those people who would choose to eat turkey all year. It's just <laughs> it's just such a process cooking it, right? Yeah. Well, speaking of those high prices, let's talk about the latest coming out from CNN. <laughs> and long before Scott Brown became a Massachusetts state lawmaker, a senator, an ambassador, and a law school dean, he said he wanted to coach basketball. And now he has come full circle. He has been named the head coach of the Amesbury High School girls basketball team and he said it was a bucket list kind of thing but he was on CNN recently talking about recession. Yeah so you may remember Scott Brown he was a very famous uh, well first he was a famous underwear model and then he became, went on to become a United States Senator when Ted Kennedy died and that was at the heart of the Obamacare debate even Massachusetts was so outraged at what the Democrats were doing that even Massachusetts voted for a Republican in Scott Brown to try to stop Obamacare. This is the thing, right? When we look back on Obamacare and people go, oh my gosh, it's just part of our fabric now. When people actually were paying attention to what it was and what it planned to do to society, even Massachusetts turned red to try to prevent Obamacare. Obviously, he's no longer a senator. After that, I think Elizabeth Warren beat him in re-election because Massachusetts is so blue. But he was on CNN, and I love the fact that Scott Brown, who is a gajillion times smarter than the CNN anchor, tries to point out that, hey, we we have been in a recession. Mm -hmm. By the definition of everyone's entire life, we were in a recession. And this CNN CNN anchor turns into a total activist and is, is having none of it. Take a listen. First of all, this election is about inflation, heating, and eating. And uh, I would suggest probably everything's on the table, but the first thing you got to do is just stop spending. I mean, they're spending like drunken sailors. You can't keep spending and then have the Fed keep raising the interest rates. That is a recipe for disaster, and I believe that the Fed's actions will lead us into a recession. And respectfully, we are by definition in a recession, and no, it'll get worse. Uh, no, you, we're not. Yeah, we're well, not technically in a recession. I, okay, I just, we saw, uh, we saw uh, positive yeah, we GDP growth. Let's just be honest. 
We saw positive GDP growth in the last quarter. It's still the highest it's ever been. Do you, do you want me to answer? Do you want to want to debate? I'm just I mean, correcting you. It's the highest you. it's been forever. <laughs> it's down 0.3 percent from the, the highest rate it was a few months ago. We are technically in a recession, uh, and regardless of that statement and your opposition to it, uh, this is about heating. This is about uh, food prices. This is about inflation. Them's fighting words from her, huh? And we had just said the other day about how, hey, CNN is kind of coming around. There's some random, confused, accidental acts of journalism taking place. They're holding Biden mm-hmm. accountable. And then this lady was like, nope, can't have any of that. We're not in a recession, although a bunch of economists say that, yes, we are. And businesses are bracing for the Federal Reserve hike interest rates. And, you know, it's the worst sustained inflation since 1981. But no, it's not a recession, according to the lady on CNN. Up next, we're going to hear from a lot of women. Kellyanne Conway, uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, and oh, those women on The View. They're all coming up from 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Kellyanne Conway recently spoke about a potential 24 bid of Donald Trump. Of course, the Republican Party could potentially retake control of the Senate. And a recent map published by Real Clear Politics, which we were talking about earlier, showed that the Republicans are likely to win Arizona, New Hampshire, Nevada, and Georgia. And uh, if the map turns out to be true, they would retake control of the Senate with a 54 to 46 lead. And while Trump has yet to officially announce that he's running, he has continued to make hints at this possible run. He said we'll be making a decision very soon. And he did say at a recent campaign rally in Arizona, I think everyone's going to be happy. They're going to be very happy, Rob. Very, very happy. Uh, Yeah, a lot of us are not going to be happy, but that's beside the point. So I want to play this audio because she answers the question about when he's going to announce. Mm -hmm. So Kellyanne Conway was what she was his White House advisor and she was a big part of the campaign. And she lists this as a positive. And I think this is a huge negative because she says that he would have liked to have already announced his run and he never stopped campaigning. And she acts like this is a positive thing. And I actually think this is why part of the Let's just play the audio and then I'll, I'll comment on it. Take a listen. When will Trump announce his 2024 presidential bid? We'll start, I'll start with that. Is there a follow-up? Yeah, there will, so, there, yeah, there will be some <laughs> questions. I thought I'd just start well, with he'd that. like to have done it already. And I give him credit for um, many things this, this year because he's going to end up being a big winner from this election cycle. Try as everybody's did to say you nominated the wrong people, you didn't give enough money, you're in the way, go away. Uh, you know, Donald Trump in some ways never stopped campaigning from early 2015, first for himself and in between for many, many different candidates. Okay, so she thinks this is a positive, and I, I think this is a big reason why people people are sick of Trump. Like, the, the act is old. It's like going to see your—Kevin, you can relate to this because you're a musician. If you're— if a, if a, artist has an album that comes out that has several big hits on it you're super excited to see them in concert the first time Mm -hmm. and then if two years later you come back and they're still just playing the same songs Mm -hmm. you're you're like i've i've seen 
that? Why would I pay to see it again? And with Trump, the rally is basically the same. So the unique nature of that has worn off. He is tiresome. Mm-hmm. He is never-ending exhaustion. And it's not like he endorsed candidates that were uber more qualified or conservative than these like establishment rhinos. Dr. Oz. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to confuse Dr. Oz for being some liberty-minded, you know, Paul, you know, he's not Paul Revere, okay? Uh, J.D. Vance. There's nothing in J.D. Vance's past that you would say, wow, what a bastion of, of liberty and freedom. What a fighter for, you know, uh, limited government. Uh, even Herschel Walker, while and I have said I think Herschel Walker has a chance to be an outstanding figure in American history based on his ability to overcome severe challenges. Adversity. There's sure. nothing in Herschel Walker's background where you have any idea what he will do or how he will vote. So it's not like, well, Trump had no choice. Uh, it was a, you know, a slew of Jeb Bushes who would have been. No, I mean, there were other traditional conservatives who were going to be running in these races. So the, the idea that, that Trump did something great by campaigning for two years, Trump entertained himself. <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest. And that, that's fine. He's a he's a gajillionaire and he's an old guy and he's probably bored with himself and go. OK, but. You were doing it for you. You weren't doing it for the nation. Now, do you, you know, we keep hearing this uh, red wave and this tidal wave coming. Do you feel like it's a thing where after the midterms, if Republicans take the Senate, Trump is going to come riding on in on his surfboard like, okay, I'm riding this red wave and here I am. Look at me. Yeah, I think he can't wait. And I think it's a big thing. It's going to depend on how well not just the Republicans do, but his candidates do. So, like, if, you, if you're if you in a world war, the, the guy that he endorsed in New Hampshire, who, now there is one, because there was an establishment figure that that guy beat, what is Dulock or whatever his name is, uh, Dolock. If he wins, that's, a, that's one for the Trump category, right? If that guy, if Vance, if Oz, if Walker, if Masters in Arizona, if they all win, Laxalt in Nevada, if they all win, oh yeah, he's coming out of the gate. And you know Trump will say, it's all me, I did it. Mm-hmm. Now, if half of them win, if the Republicans have 51-49 margin, that's not a whole lot mm-hmm. to brag about. So I think it's going to depend on how it goes, but he, he's, I mean, what? He Trump exists for Trump, right? Mm-hmm. So you know he's itching to say, hey, I'm running for president mm-hmm. again. Uh, Kellyanne Conway went on to say that Trump is sad and disappointed and frustrated that we're not energy independent. We don't have a humming economy. We don't have less than 2% inflation. It's 8.1 currently. We don't have border security. All of the things. Uh, we don't have satisfaction among job creators, job seekers, job holders. People feel less secure financially and physically, less secure at the border or less secure around the globe. If he does announce, he does have a lot of things that he could run on. And let's talk about Karine Jean-Pierre and her latest response. So Harvard economist Kenneth Rugoff issued a warning about the U.S. economy, and this came just a day after the Fed raised interest rates. And uh, in his speech, he indicated it's too soon to pause or pivot the stance on rate hikes. This Harvard economist thinks, yes, it's a recession. We're headed there. But when asked about it, Karine Jean-Pierre says, well, 
we're we're preparing we're maybe going to have meetings not going to have meetings what what's going on with them there is a famous episode of the simpsons where the nuclear plant that homer simpson works at is melting down mm-hmm. and obviously and it's a running gag throughout the series he's the nuclear safety inspector I mean, and the joke, obviously, is this guy has this IQ of this bleach bottle that I'm looking at here, and he's in charge of nuclear safety. But the plant starts melting down, and they have flashbacks to where he's in the class learning how to be this inspector, and the guy is going, Homer, you need to pay attention to this. This will save your life someday. And he's reading a magazine or whatever he's doing. <laughs> Mad libs. And, and, and he, he ultimately... <laughs> saves the plant but he saves the plant by going eeny meeny miny mo catch a tiger by its toe and wherever his finger stops when the thing is done he presses the button and he saves the plant listen to this cringe on pierre clip about talking about preparing for a recession and tell me if this is not where the guy is telling homer simpson please pay attention this could save your life someday like somebody clearly had to have told Joe Biden and this administration when he's preparing for inauguration, hey, you're probably going to need to do these things to solve the recession. And they go, uh-huh, yeah, sure. So, Corrine, we just uh, talked about how the Federal Reserve raising interest rates again to try to cool off inflation. But that has sparked real fears that the nation could be teetering on the edge of a recession. How will the White House prepare for that? So want to be clear, there is we are not uh, there are no meetings or anything happening like that in preparing for a recession. Oh, no meetings. Well, why would they have meetings to fix a recession, Rob? All they have to do is just change the definition of recession. Done. Fixed. Our work here is done. And this is why they're going to lose and lose spectacularly, because the American people recognize not only is the situation bad, but you aren't doing and have done nothing to attempt to fix the situation and take ownership of your role in the situation. Okay, so one of the clearest indicators that an economic downturn is knocking at the door is all of the tech companies. Their widespread layoffs, hiring freezes, Amazon just announced it would no longer fill certain corporate positions. Apple said it would stop hiring in most departments, so look to tech because they tend to lead the way in a lot of areas, and this is one of those areas. On the way, the ladies from The View and what is Jeff Bezos up to? We'll get to it coming up from 93 WIBC. Good morning. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Good morning, it is 947 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Thank you for listening. You can join us on YouTube. All you have to do is type in Kendall and Casey WIBC into the YouTube search bar. We appreciate you listening no matter how you enjoy the content. So let's talk about these women on The View. They were discussing the upcoming elections. They were talking about abortion, crime, inflation. And Sonny Hostin, who is a devout Catholic, who is also anti-abortion, but thinks it still should be legal and unrestricted, which which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, referred to a poll which showed the number of white women voting Republican is increasing. And she said that white women voting Republican are like roaches voting for raid. And then Joy Behar called Republicans a cult. 
And then Sarah Haynes says all GOP candidates are election deniers. So yes, please, please call me a roach. That almost persuades me to vote Democratic. Yes, Casey, you. I, I know you didn't know until yesterday that you were a roach. By the way. I didn't know that. Um, if this had been said about black people mm-hmm. or Hispanic people. Oh, that's racism. Of course. And that person would have been fired. Right. This is reverse racism because she will, she said it, not she can say it, she did say it, and nothing will happen to her. She won't be suspended. She won't be fired. She won't be reprimanded. L- listen to this and you tell me if a if they had said the same thing but used the words black or Hispanic or Asian or whatever of any any person other than a white person that this person would still have a job. Go. But what's also surprising to me is the abortion issue. Um, I read a, a poll just yesterday that white Republican suburban women are now going to vote Republican. Why? It's almost like roaches voting for raid, right? It's, it's I, I think like that's insulting to the voter. They're voting against their own self-interest. Do they want to live in Gilead? Okay, do they so do we want it in the hands Do we love tail? democracy or not? Because just saying that it's it's insulting to the voter. People make up decisions on what's <laughs> right for their family. And the that, that is a full stop problem for me that I actually think election deniers being put into office it used to be just former President Donald Trump. Now it's everyone running on the Republican side, that scares me more than anything. So even you that know, women's rights is second for me. Can well, I just everyone has can, yes. No, you're not ahead, voting for ahead. Republicans. You're voting for a cult. Remember that. No. It's a cult. It's not Republicans anymore. Can I? Okay, so I'm in a cult. I'm an election denier, and I'm like a cockroach. Yes. Now, what, That's what, great. what did you not understand about that? That's great. It's very one-sided. Uh, a lot of people calling for her to be fired. Uh, so let me get this straight. She's calling your wife, your sister, your mother, your daughter, Uh a roach. Yes. But you're the one who's ruining democracy. Yes, that's right. Okay, I got it. I think you're pretty on on, in check with the women of the view. Just wanted to make sure. Uh, By the way, John Fetterman is scheduled to appear on that show today. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're kidding. No, uh, it's it's not clear what kind of arrangements are being made. Well, I know what Monday's show is going to be all about. We'll see if that happens. Um, it is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let me, I, I just have to take a sip of my coffee oh, yes, as go, I swallow back go being right called ahead. a roach. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yes, mm. Casey, they're uh, drinking her coffee. That always okay. makes for some great radio. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so what's going on with Jeff Bezos? This is uh, a day after the Washington Commanders announced that uh, Daniel and Tanya Snyder are considering selling the team. Speculation about a potential buyer is going around, and the name Jeff Bezos keeps coming up. He might actually make a bid with... Jay-Z oh, as an sure. investor. Of course, yeah. So Daniel Snyder is the owner of the Washington, uh, whatever they are now. They'll Commanders. Always, well, they'll always be the Washington Redskins, Redskins to the majority of us, but whatever they are now. And the league is set. Some owners in the league, probably privately, the majority of owners in the league want him out. They've done everything they possibly can to destroy this guy, to try to take the team away from him. There's congressional investigations. There's been lawsuits. I mean, it's just, it's it's reached a point of exhausting. And now it's come out that allegedly the Snyders, Daniel Snyder and his wife, have hired some sort of financial firm, which, mm-hmm. while they didn't specifically say this, it is believed is in order to potentially sell the team. Now, they think this team could be worth upwards of six 
billion dollars. I think the valuation on it was like five point six billion. These teams sell for usually markedly more than the valuation. And amongst the names rumored, if indeed the team does go up for sale, is Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this, Casey, yeah. because I, I am a capitalist. I believe that you should be able to acquire as much stuff legally as you can. That you have no obligation to give anything to anyone and not make as much money as you can. That being said, I think we have entered a scary point in our economy in which the uber rich continue to thrive at a level never before seen and acquire more and more stuff while the middle class continues to see their buying power dilute and shrink and have less and less than ever before. Mm-hmm. I'm not a person who's coming out saying there must be mass government intervention. I'm simply saying as an observer that when you have more, fewer people with more stuff and more people with less stuff, mm-hmm. that does not create a stable environment for a country as a collective. Yeah, well, it doesn't have to be equitable across the board. I mean, Jeff Bezos' net worth is $113 billion. He's the world's fourth richest man. If he's got the money and he wants to buy the team, knock yourself out. Forbes estimated that the commanders are worth $5.6 billion. So why would you buy an NFL team? Well, it's a status thing, right? Right, like purchasing a rare diamond. Sure. But you can turn that into you can double the value of right. that team while you're still generating money on that team. And and I don't operate from the standpoint that wow, it's a real crime that middle class people can't buy NFL teams. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is this is another example of Uber wealthy people mm-hmm. continuing to enhance in a dramatic fashion their footprint on society and what you find is when people the larger someone's footprint is the harder it is to unfootprint that person which means from the standpoint of competition mm-hmm. the free flow of ideas the free flow of ability for people to provide you know other products the larger and more dominant individuals become the more areas they become dominant in and what i'm saying is at a time where guys like bezos become infinitely more powerful you are becoming much less powerful Mm -hmm. as a regular person i don't think any person will look at that and say that's a really good thing yeah well for just a little bit of money comparatively i mean five billion dollars a little bit of money for him he can just create even greater wealth for himself it's like his own little piggy bank all right coming up next the head of the indiana Democrats is going to join us. Yeah, Mike Schmuel. We're going we're Interesting. Gonna, we're going to talk about that wild and wacky week in the Secretary of State's race. All right, that's on the way from 93 WIBC. It's Kendall and Casey. Good morning.